We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like, we call him uh, Gandalf because, like, he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. Man, my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Y'all ain't met Player P yet, huh? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Uncontested. Podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and at our website, theuncontestedsports.com. I am the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffen. Today, I am joined by the guy who's ditching his family reunion to be with us, Kamir Moravian. Uh, it's in Arkansas, so it makes sense. You just didn't want to be around those cousins, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. I mean, they're from Arkansas, exactly. so not about that life. Not about that life. I'm also joined by the Le- LeBron James believer, Taylor Peterson. Yes. For the next uh, two to three weeks, or probably three, three and a half weeks, I tweeted that the uncontested is now a Thunder, NBA, and pop culture, and LeBron James podcast. That is accurate. <laughs> We have a lot to talk about today. We haven't recorded a podcast in uh, about eight or nine days or so. So we're going to talk about what's going on with the OKC Thunder. We have some would-you-rathers. We'll discuss a lot of things going on around the association as well as the conference finals. But first, let's start off with the all-NBA teams. These were released late last week. Out of all three, first, second, third team all-NBA The Thunder had two selections. Russell Westbrook made second team, and Paul George made third team All-NBA. I just want to get your guys' feelings on how you think of that. Are are you okay with that? Is there anybody you would have left off, different people you would have put on? Um, Was Steven Adams or Melo deserving of a spot? 
Would you have flip-flopped Russ and put him first team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Um, give me some of your thoughts. What do you guys What do you guys got? Did you just say was Melo deserving of a spot? Hey, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I laughed. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was really actually really excited that both PG and Russ both got on there. I think that's really good voting for us come free age, or not really good, but I think it's a very good sign and a positive going forward this summer with PG heading into free agency. Um, that's one thing that really stood out to me. I saw a lot of stuff, you know, some people arguing that maybe Russ should get first team over Damian Lillard. You know, he averaged a triple-double last year, got the MVP, and got into All-NBA first team. He has again this year. People kind of downplay it because he did it twice in a row, so he gets second team. And I, I, I get that, and I understand that. But at one point there, Damian was like a, a leading MVP candidate. You know, he was he had an incredible stretch this season. So I understand he, why there were quite a few people that voted that way. And then he got swept in the first round. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah, and that's maybe one of the things that I don't agree with is that these awards are voted on before the postseason. Um, would you guys rather I them agree. be voted on after the finals and have the, uh, the the awards announced later on in the summer, like in July? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to have these awards voted on before the playoffs, but then we don't figure, find out who the MVP is until after the playoffs and way after the fact the NBA season's over. That It should be flip-flop, I, I feel like. I feel like if they yep. did that, if they made the award voting happen after the finals, I think LeBron James would be like a seven or eight time in a row NBA MVP. Like, I honestly think he would have won it like the past seven years in a row. Because it feels like every That's year we watch, we we get the vote for the MVP and then we watch the playoffs and we're just like, dude, there's, there's nobody as good as LeBron. Like, we have to, he has to be the MVP. And so, like, this year... Seeing what you've seen in the playoffs so far, if the voting happened right now, do you think James Harden still wins MVP? Because that's what we're assuming has happened. Um, or do you think LeBron James gets it right now? Depends LeBron. on what happens tonight. Ooh, that's a good okay. Point. That's a good point. Yeah, if, if Harden like somehow, I mean, he's had a pretty rough series, and we'll get into that here in a little while. But uh, yeah, I guess if he could like explode without Chris Paul and win this Game Seven. That you're that might be enough to give him the still give him the MVP award. You definitely have to. But with LeBron's on this yeah. postseason, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, so that's a really good point. I mean, James Harden has been playing this level the entire season, and LeBron James, they went through a funk where they lost I don't know how many in a row, and they were pretty bad. Like they were losing to even bad teams. Yeah, 29th so, in the league in defense. I mean. Man. Yeah, like, and they got pushed to the brink in their first round, pushed to the brink in the second round, almost lost to the Celtics, who have a rookie as their best player besides Al Horford. I mean, yep. it's not like they're facing the Jordan Bulls or the the, the, the D, Detroit Bad Boys or anything. They're facing Victor Oladipo. They faced uh, who they faced second round. Or they, who they, yeah, they, who they faced second round. They swept the Raptors. Yeah, they, they faced the playoff Raptors, who've been nothing of abysmal for the last however many years they've been in the playoffs and then they had to run into the Celtics who actually should have beat them but they just uh, they couldn't get it done because they're a bunch of young guys and also uh, Terry Rozier was pretty pretty awful the last few games yeah Terry hurt especially last night uh Brown and and not Tatum Tatum was awesome Brown and Rozier yeah they struggled for sure but 
with any in regard with the, with regards to the NBA all playoff or all teams or whatever, I think that and Russ said it best when Lillard even made the the starting lineup for the All Star game. Like you have this guy whining to get on the team for so long, and yep. now you're finally going to give it to him. Like I. Lillard didn't have the year that Russ did. Lillard didn't even have the type of year that Curry did when he was out. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Lillard's good, and he had a really, really good year. But it's not like he did anything that special. Okay, so you guys will put I, Russ first team over, over Lillard? Yep. Okay. And also, I so speaking of guards that got snubbed, Chris Paul. And he was, I think he had like the same amount of votes as Paul George did on the third team. But Paul George had a couple more third team votes. And then also he was obviously a forward compared to a guard position. Um, But I feel like Chris Paul probably played well enough to get one of those spots. um, Presumably over somebody like Damian Lillard. Um, And then who, oh, Rudy Gobert for a forward center position. I I thought he probably deserved that even over Carl Anthony Towns who got third team. I thought Gobert deserved to be on there over him. I could see that. Kind of my two snubs. So, so PG got third team, all NBA uh, in the front court. The second team front court was Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo and LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, You think PG deserved second team uh, over one of those three guys? Are you guys comfortable with him being third team? I think I'm, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I, I will throw in maybe the hot take that if Dre is healthy the entire season, and maybe this isn't so much of a hot take, but I think PG, not only would he be all the defensive team, but I think he would have moved up to second team all NBA. I think, um, that's fair. I think that helps his chances, particularly over Giannis, who really didn't play all that great towards the end of the season. And then offs, but again, it's a regular season award. I get that. For sure. Kamiar, any thoughts on that? What, do you think PG deserves second team instead of third? Well, PG started off slow. Then he went through that period of the year where he was just really, really hot. And then he finished slow as well. So, no. For sure. I, I think I kind of agree with Taylor here that if Dre plays the entire season, I think maybe PG sneaks into um, second team all uh, second team All-NBA. And probably makes an all-defensive team, which is where I want to go next. Um, out of first and second team, all-defense. Uh, no Thunder players made the team. Russell Westbrook did get one first-team all-defensive vote. Paul George got multiple votes uh, to get on one of the two teams. Andre Robertson got multiple votes to get on both teams, but neither got enough to actually make it. Um, are you guys... Do, do you think that any Thunder players got snubbed here, or do you think it's okay that nobody made all defense? I, you want to go ahead? Call me more. I mean, nobody got snubbed. Uh, That's uh, how I feel. Like, like yeah. who, who on the team played that great of defense uh, that didn't get hurt, or who on the team played that great of defense after the Andre Robertson injury? I mean, yeah. Did Oklahoma City lead like the league in deflections and steals or whatever? They did, but after Andre Robertson went out, their defensive efficiency just completely went out the damn window, and it was terrible. So, no, I don't have a problem with it. That's how I feel. I agree. I, I think if Dre is in there, I think he gets possibly even first team uh, or first all def- defensive team. But 
um, that Paul George, like with Dre out, I feel that Paul George, he, he did. He looked more of like a free safety in football, you know, where he's, he's playing back. He goes for the steals and the deflections, but when it comes to on ball, he kind of struggled a little. So uh, I, I agree. I think those are probably pretty spot on considering Dre was out for basically half the season and Paul George kind of his defense faltered after Dre got hurt. For sure. I think I'm like, I, I'm, I'm okay with Dre and PG both not making uh, all defense this year. Obviously Dre played, like you said, played half the season Robertson or sorry. Yeah. Dre Robertson played half the season. PG really fell off defensively after Andre left. But I think that tandem when they play together, they become so much better defensively that if Andre would have played all season, I honestly think if he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year, he's probably second in the voting. And I think they probably both make first team all defense if Dre would have played the entire year. Obviously, he doesn't. And um, like you just mentioned, Taylor, PG could play more of a free safety role with Dre guarding the best perimeter player. And whenever Dre went out, that it, it kind of changed the the way the Thunder had to play defense, and PG obviously wasn't nearly as good. But um, no, I think it's interesting. I think if Drake can come back healthy next year and back to his normal defensive self, and PG comes back to this team, I wouldn't be surprised to see them both make uh, first team all defense next season. That'd be pretty exciting. I think if that happens, I think this team's pretty far into the playoffs or. I guess at the time that these teams are released, they're going to have a pretty decent regular season record. Definitely. So I hope that's the case. Definitely. I think the Thunder could end up with like the number one or two defense in the league next year. If Dre comes back healthy, Paul George is back on the team, and they start Patrick Patterson, I think that's a uh, a really, really good oh, yeah. defensive team. Speaking of defense, let's talk about a guy who's not so good at it. Carmelo Anthony. Last week, Melo... Made some headlines for posting an Instagram comment in which, uh, I forget the the Instagram user's name, um, but they... Oh, uh, it was like all NBA riddles or something ridiculous. Yeah, something like, like that. Like those spam accounts that follow you. Basically, they get tons yeah. of followers for like copying people's reports. It mm-hmm. was, yeah, it's one of those. It was hilarious. They, they had posted an Instagram photo um, asking basically if Kyle Korver has been better than Carmelo Anthony this year. Uh, Melo left a total of four comments on that post. The, the two <laughs> most... part. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, I wish we had, like, a time on when he left these comments so we could see, like, how much time passed between each one. Like, were they all back-to-back, or did he leave one, and then ten minutes later he was like, you know what, I got some more shit to say. I need to come back and, and say some more. But, um... His two comments that really caught people's attention were, he said, quote, you know I got a comment on this one, and then follow-up quote, FOH, insinuating that he is pretty pissed off that people think, or would even bring up the discussion, that Kyle Korver has been better than Melo this season. Um, wait, wait, wait. So for the audience that is not very good with acronyms, what does F-O-H mean? F-O-H. So I used to think F-O-H stood for f*** off ho, but it's actually <laughs> f*** out of here. 
Um, so Mello is essentially telling um, telling everyone, get the f*** out of here. I am uh, I'm still I, better than I, I, I'm better than Corver. So call me on now since you made me say the f- word on the podcast. I think that's time number four now. You get to go first. <laughs> How do you feel about Mello's comments? Um, and do you think he is right or wrong in this situation? I think it's really funny because you know Mello like he, you know Mello sees all that stuff on Twitter and Instagram. You know like that he goes around he sees everything after games when he was terrible and uh you know he's human so when somebody says hey man so kyle corver and Melo came into the league relatively around the same time and look at the year corver is having and look at the year Melo is having because of course russ makes everybody worse right oh yeah so people people uh, of course said wow kyle corver has more points per game he's playing much better defense which actually is pretty true and um Overall, is Kyle Corver a better player than Carmelo Anthony? No, he's not a better player than Carmelo Anthony. But is he in his role? Does he under does Car- does Kyle Corver understand his role more than Carmelo Anthony? Of course he does. So that's what, that's what makes him a better fit on the Cavs team. So, I mean, Melo's just he's hurt, especially after this year where he was pretty terrible, and uh, he, he he's just in his feelings. That's all. Taylor, any follow-up to that? Yeah, so I think Kamiya brought up a good point that I want to dive into a little bit. I have two things I was going to say before I dive into the Corver versus Mello. One is that, so Mello doesn't really tweet a whole lot or anything, or, you know, he he posts things on Instagram occasionally, but it's mainly of his family or, you know, basketball camps or his shirt or hoodies are coming out. You know, he doesn't really, he seems to be kind of like Russ, you know, he doesn't really have a big social media presence. But he's commenting on NBA riddles. <laughs> like, I've never even heard of that. That just seems like one of those spam NBA accounts that I just, like, don't follow back whenever they follow one of our accounts or something. So the fact that he's going that deep in, in, on social media and seeing these things is, I think, to Kamiart's point, means that he's obviously seeing, you know, the, the Royce Youngs and the Fred Katz and the, the podcasts, you know, around here that are tweeting things about him throughout the season or – posting things about him throughout the season so he's seeing a lot of this stuff and he's hearing more than we probably even think that's my first point and then two i just i laughed at the fact because i i didn't realize this when i first saw the headline that this happened uh, it just kind of came out that he said all right i got a comment on this one and foh but then i kind of did a little more digging he commented two times on that photo like i think i don't even remember exactly what they were it was something like laugh out loud or you know, laughing my ass off or one of those. And then he says, all right, I got to comment on this one. So he comments <laughs> twice and says, I got to comment on this one. FOH. Like, that's just incredible. <laughs> that's so underrated. Yeah. Uh, Correct. But it, yeah. To move on, I guess, to the whole um, Mellow versus Corver thing, I think Comrade is exactly right. I think Melo obviously is, is always going to be the better player. He's had the better career. But at this stage in their career, Corver's way better at his role than Carmelo Anthony is. Carmelo Anthony can't be the Carmelo Anthony, as we've talked so much about on this podcast since we've started and we've heard it elsewise. Carmelo can't be the same player he was five, six, eight years ago, right? Um, and he's had to adapt to that role, and he hasn't done a super great job at it, even though he's tried. And Corver's great at his role and it's translated better to this new 
era of basketball. So, uh, you know, I think if I had to pick who I wanted the Thunder to surround Russ and PG, I'd 100% go with Kyle Korver. I think I would agree with that. I've been really impressed with Kyle Korver. He's not a good defender, but watching these Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals, he, he knows he's not a good defender. I mean, how long has he been in the league? You know, he knows he's not a good defender and he's not athletic. But damn it if he doesn't try. You know, yeah. he, he he fights. He's been fighting against Jalen Brown. He's been fighting on those switches against Al Horford. He fights. You know, and you have to at least respect that. He's made some defensive plays just because he's got, you know, that that dog in him that he knows I'm outmatched and I'm they're going to out-physical me and out-athlete me. But I'm going to try anyways. I'm going to give it all I got on this defensive end, you know. So... Shout out to, I to Kyle Korver for that. Kind of reminds me of when we were talking about here a couple podcasts ago about Abrinas and Ferguson. Uh, you know, Abrinas has been getting it. He's not a great defender either, but he's been, he was getting himself in position during that that last playoff series and was doing a much better job there. And, uh, you know, Korver kind of did something similar throughout these playoffs. He was just, his positioning was much better. And, and like you said, he just, he was trying. Um, so maybe Abrinas' ceiling is like a, Kyle Korver, but with a little more athleticism and a little better defender. Um, yeah. Going back to that from a couple podcasts ago. For sure. Just a side note, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So coming up here in a couple of weeks on June 12th, Paul George will be making a public appearance. He is teaming up with a popular streamer. I forget the guy's name. I think it's Myth. I think Myth is the streamer he's, he's playing with. Yeah. In a celebrity Fortnite game. You guys think Paul George is any good at Fortnite? I've seen him post know. about it. Um, he he's posted some stuff of like playing with his little girl and stuff on the Xbox, or his wife has or something. So I think he probably plays a little more Fortnite than we. Just, I guess the guy to ask would probably be Steven. Steven Adams, you know, he's our Fortnite whiz. Yeah, that's probably is, not as good as Steven. Yeah, Steven's always posting that he's like winning matches on Fortnite, right? Like his Instagram is just like yeah. him getting number one all the time. Yeah, yeah, and just like Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant's posted a few, but okay, most of most of the time it's just Stephen Adams just posting, and for a string of days, especially and it was during the playoffs too. I remember that Stephen Adams posted he had won of the you know battle royale two or three nights in a row while it's the damn playoffs. So that's, that's cool. cool. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, Paul George can't really work out right now because of his knee and his his elbow. So I'm sure he's just grinding on the Xbox. That's pretty cool. How cool would it be if, if him and Adams are just hooking up playing uh, Xbox Live every single night? <laughs> or every other night. I think it'd, be, good. I think it'd yeah. be great for free agency recruiting. Yeah. So um, so I don't play Fortnite. Taylor, do you play Fortnite? Actually, so I my, – like my brother has an Xbox. I don't actually have an Xbox. So whenever I come back home or whatever to my parents, there's you know, minutes away in Owasso. I live in Tulsa. So I'll play with him a little bit. But then they came out here a couple months ago with the mobile. And I actually been playing the mobile version on my phone quite a bit. Okay, not gonna lie, I know semi decent. I know Calmear grinds on some Fortnite. Um, yes. So tell me this: what? So, so in Fortnite, you can either go like solo on the battle royale, or you can squad up. And how many people is it in a squad? Is it four? Four two, or two. three or four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, mean, two, I, two, I guess technically you could have three. Yeah. So Calmear, tell me this: you you log into Xbox. Um, you, you load in to, to grind on some Fortnite for the evening and you decide you want to just get paired with some randoms to, to play a Fortnite match. So you go into the squads and you load in and you get the team chat or whatever and you hear on the headset 
and you've loaded into a game of Fortnite with Steven Adams and Paul George. What 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 is your reaction to that? I probably just I don't know. I'll probably just scream the entire time. I'll probably try to try to get my phone and record the shit going on in my yeah. in my headset. Would you like yeah, fanboy out, or it. or would you uh, would you like only talk about Play Fortnite? Cool. I try not. I try not to f up as much as possible, so that that way, like, they don't think I'm a shitty player. You're gonna have to bleep like, all of this. Yeah, I know. We we got a lot of uh, censoring that's gonna come in. Um, yeah, would you try to play really good? Then afterwards, be like, "Hey, you guys want to squat up and run another one together?" Yeah, something like that. Or I'd be like, "Hey, somehow, can you give me a shout out or a or an autograph or something?" I don't know. Would you ask? Paul, would you ask? PG, tell me where you're going. Yeah, agency. would you ask PG free yeah. agency questions? He might kick you oh, out of the squad. Probably not. Yeah, then they, they would then they wouldn't want to squat up again. So I probably wouldn't ask him any questions. How cool would that be though? If you like you like play really well. Like, you have a couple really good games when you're playing with them or whatever, and then, like, you're just kind of talking with them or whatever, and they think you're cool, and they're like, hey, you know, we'll hit you up the next time we're all on, and we just, like, continue with them. Hey. Yeah. Or they're like, they're like, hey, what's your phone number so we can hit you up next time we get online? Yeah. yeah. That would, yeah dude, that'd be times. so dope. That'd be so <laughs> awesome. I'd be like, yo, you can call me up for dinner. You need a babysitter. Yeah. You know, whatever you need. Anything. Someone to clean the pool. You can fly me out to L.A. I'll do whatever you need me to do, you know. Yeah, they can fly me out to L.A. when Paul George is playing for the Lakers. Oh, f*** you. <laughs> Another bleep. Yeah. I got it, though. <laughs> this whole podcast yeah. is going to be beep, 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 beep. All right, That's Tommy awesome. R., um, you have recently posted an article on theuncontestedsports.com breaking down some of the reported players that the Thunder have interviewed and worked out during right. the, the draft process. Um, didn't really touch because we touched on the Michael Porter Jr. and the the Trey Young stuff. Uh, these are seem to be more guys that the Thunder could target in the second round with the picks we currently have. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that article and some of those players that the Thunder have worked out and give us uh, a little bit of your thoughts on that. So I'm not going to really go down the specifics of each player because it's kind of really pointless because it is a second round. So really, what's the likelihood of even seeing many of these players on the floor within the next two years anyways? But I'll tell you what, it's, it's basically just what the Thunder have come out and who, who they worked out publicly that they have said publicly anyways that's been uh, had OKC scouts out there looking at them, having them working out, testing their vitals and whatever, whatever. And it's basically come out that they're really, really into forwards, um, whether it's three slash four guys or just straight up fours. They're not into any fives. They're not into any twos, uh, two, like kind of those midway two, three guys. They're into forwards. And there's only been one guard they've worked out. Um, so basically, they've gone and scouted a few guys from the University of Nevada, which... I feel two of them are twins and the other That's one cool. is of course not a twin, but they're all six foot seven. And then they did get the, the shittiest ball brother, uh, jello ball. <laughs> who's pretty, who's, he's like there, there were 20 something games. He only, he only played in like 14 of them. He averaged 12 points a game in the Lithuanian league. Whereas his little brother, mellow, Lamelo ball actually averaged way more than him. But the, the main theme it's, 
operating from this is OKC is into forwards. They are trying to uh, get a big or an athletic big, it looks like, because all these guys seem to be pretty athletic. Interesting. Yeah, and I think that makes a little bit of sense, too, because they currently have, you know, Abrinas and Ferguson, who are pretty much like strictly twos. You know, I mean, those guys yep. can maybe play a little bit at the three, but that's not like ideal. Neither of them are, are they have that size, you know, they're so they're both like strictly twos. You have Russ, um, you have guys like Daniel Hamilton that are guards. Uh, the place where they're lacking, especially when they move on from Singler, whether that be in a, a trade or just let him go after next year, you know, you're, you're losing some of that, that wing depth. And so I think this makes a little bit of sense that they, you know, late in the draft, try to take a flyer on a wing and see if they can get a guy that could be like a 3 and D athletic type of player. I think That's you're sleeping on like. Ferguson. Yeah, I think you're sleeping on Ferguson being a three. That guy's six foot seven. If he, I mean, That's he just crazy. looks so. I forget he that. Looks, he looks so small because he's so skinny. If he actually bulked up like a Will Barton did, you would probably view him as a viable three option. But he's he he just looks so small because he's so skinny. Yeah, That's, That's a good, good point. point. That's a good point. But yeah, like going through this list. Well, first of all, the twins are both six foot seven. And Caleb Martin. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um. There's a guy at 6'1", he's a guard, but then other than that, 6'8", Ford from BYU, 6'7", from Nevada, another Nevada guy, 6'9", from Kentucky. So it looks like they're like, oh, I said like a lot there, <laughs> but it looks like they're looking for the next Josh Houston's type player. Um, why, you know, why would you want that? I, I know, but that's almost what it, it's looking Huh. By, by the way, they drafted Josh Eustis in the first round when they probably could have got him as an undrafted free agent, so there's that. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yep. That was one of Presley's not great drafts. I remember that. Terrible. That was Josh Eustis and Mitch McGarry were in that draft. Yeah, yeah that's, that was the other one. Uh, yep. All right, well, let's move on. I'm going to throw it over to Kamiar for some Would You Rathers. You can go with this or you can go with that. Okay, all right, I got one. Would you rather be a hobo with a 5% chance of getting inherited by a rich guy or be Hitler two years before the end of World War II? Because you know you're going to have to shoot yourself, but you still got two more years as Hitler. All right, so some of these would-you-rathers, they are definitely not related to basketball in any facet, (laughs) and some of them are actually pretty good questions. So this one is from at Sal Monilla. It's a, it's a good at there, Salmonilla. Salmonilla. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, at Salmonilla says, would you rather drink a 32-ounce cup of mustard juice? I'm imagining mustard juice is like when you open, when you, when you twist open the cap, and when you squeeze, Ugh. no mustard comes out, and it's just that weird, like, liquid. Yeah? Is that, that's, am I right? I, I, I'm yeah. thinking oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, would you rather drink a 32-ounce cup of mustard in 10 minutes or accident <laughs> sorry i can't get through this or would you rather accidentally sneeze 16 times uncontrollably at a funeral uh jacob which one would you rather do first off shout out to salmonilla because this is like so awkwardly specific that i love it like it's so awkwardly specific <laughs> so many specifics yeah um and awesome. i am 100 going to sneeze con- uncontrollably at a funeral um because I would prefer that to drinking even two ounces of mustard juice, much less a f***ing big gulp cup. 
of mustard <laughs> juice. That is disgusting. Uh, I will sneeze at so the gross. funeral. I'm fine with that. I'd sneeze even more than 16 times. <laughs> I, I'd see. I'd sneeze throughout the whole entire funeral. If I, I'd rather do that. Ugh. Like yeah, sneeze I, and I'd have rather, the sniffles. I'd, I'd yeah. Do the funeral. I'd do the funeral, no doubt. <laughs> We're all just a whole yeah. bunch of insensitive <laughs> assholes. Is all this is. Yeah. One time, yeah. I was driving on the highway, and I was like, "Man, these people are really slow." So I cut off like a line of cars, and then I got into the other lane and zoomed around them. And then I got to realize it, it, there was a hearse. On, there was a hearse. It was the, the funeral procession. That's awesome. I, I was like, I got Yo. to the front. I was like, oh man, what a I, I knew exactly where you're going with that. That's, that's awesome. Oh. All right. Yeah. At Barstool OKC says, and this one's kind of a deep question. This room makes me really sad. Would you rather have control of your body but lose your ability to think coherently or have control of your mind and be paralyzed like Stephen Hawking? Except uh, we're not yeah. as intelligent as Stephen Hawking. So what would you what would you rather do, Taylor? I'm going to go ahead and say have control of my mind and be paralyzed because having control of my body but no ability to think whatsoever seems very dangerous. Is that but like if a I can- <laughs> No, because vegetables, can, vegetables oh, yeah. can't move. Yeah, they can't move. So it'd be like you're just out of control and have like no conscious, right? <laughs> to like no right or wrong. So you're just going out like flailing everywhere. It'd be like Dean Blevins, the first one, having control of the body, <laughs> not be able to think clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a, a News oh, 9 segment. Man. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, hey, PG's coming back, by the way. Per uh, Dean. Per yeah, Dean. Per Dean. <laughs> but then a, he uh, said... Don't trust him, though. But there, don't. But don't trust me. That, that's but. one thing we didn't talk about. But um. But yeah, my uh, my dad's nickname for Dean Blevins is Head Dean, and uh, I just I love it. That's Dean, awesome. Dean Blevins has no credible sources. Also, I want control over my mind, and I'll be paralyzed as well. I'm with you. Cool. That was a pretty easy one for me. Kamiar, what do you got on that one? Uh, well, this one's pretty good. A pretty good question. Excuse me, because. What if your wife says she's going to leave you if you don't, like, get intimate with her because you're <laughs> paralyzed? Well, I mean, if you ha- if you can't think coherently, are you even going to care that she leaves you? Or will that's you even question. know? See, that's... Oh, uh, you, would, you would know. Like, so, like, man, yeah. this dude needed to say what, like, discuss the parameters of thinking <laughs> yes. coherently. True. That's, that's, that's difficult. This is all on Barstool, Casey. This is your fault, man. Yeah, be more specific next time. Well, the next one is really weird. Uh, it's from at Evan ETM. He says, or he, or she, I guess it's a he, Evan. Would you rather drink a gallon of yellow liquid on top of ketchup? What is that? I don't understand. That's the. It's, it's like the same thing as the mustard juice. I think he's saying the ketchup juice, but he's calling it yellow because it's kind of like that clear yellow. Oh, it's going to make me throw up. Okay. All right. Well, would you rather drink the ketchup <laughs> juice in five minutes, a gallon of it, or oh. have to wear heavy wake? Would you rather or wear heavy makeup everywhere you go for a week? I'll take the heavy makeup everywhere. What about you, Jacob? Oh yeah, I'm gonna glow up, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna wear that makeup. I'm gonna look good, and I am not about to touch it. Okay, so. Salmonella said 32 ounces in 10 minutes. This homeboy wants me to drink a gallon in five minutes. 
You're up at the stakes uh, here. No. What's up with these people and drinking like condiment juice? Dude, that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a theme. I think we found the name of our podcast though. I don't even so that's condiment know, juice. But <laughs> I don't even know if like I I could drink a gallon of water in five minutes. This dude wants I, me to drink that, yeah. a gallon of ketchup Actually, juice in five minutes. I was I like, was reading some homie, article. This is unrealistic. You can like. Yeah, you can kill yourself from drinking like a gallon of water too quickly. And I forget, like it was literally impossible to do. Like it was impossible to drink a gallon of water that quick. But if you could somehow do it, it would like kill you because you couldn't. It like would wash away all of your nutrients or something crazy. Wow. So yeah, fact. No, I'd rather wear makeup than die, Evan. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to Thunder at Thunder ND. Would you rather have Houston or Golden State go to the finals? Uh, Taylor? I'm going to say Houston because I hate the Warriors. <laughs> and uh, as much as Houston annoys me throughout the regular season, their fans annoy me, I do like some of their players. I think they have a pretty fun team, and uh, I'm rooting for them tonight. I even have my, my – so it, it's really hot. So like, I only have so many – like cutless shirts or whatever, because I've been outside. But I'm wearing my James Harden OKC cutoff right now. Oh, nice. To uh, to support James. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston on this one. I'm with you. I'm pulling for Houston. Uh, this is a lesser of two evils question for me. But sure. but I I hate Houston less more than I hate Golden State. So I'm taking Golden State. I like. Sorry, it. I'm taking Houston, mm. not Golden State. Or t- sorry, taking Houston. Yeah. Kamiar, what about you? I would rather, of course, Houston go to the finals because I'm tired. I mean, I think everybody, many people anyways, suffer from Warrior Golden State fatigue. It's tiring, man, especially with the Cavs going there again. Like, to have that same series back to back to back to back, it's just too much. It's too much. And then speaking of Warriors, at Warrior Corbett, he says... Would you rather James Harden win a title before Russ or Paul George leave? I feel like this is an easy answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Jacob. This is a very easy one. Let James Harden win the title. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, I got nothing against James. He still he talks yeah. about how he still loves OKC and how he wished it all could have worked out. You know, So he, he got traded. It is what it is. He's been playing great. Still has a good relationship with Russ. Love for James to get a title, particularly if we had to keep Paul George. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think it's a really easy question to answer. Like, well, yes, I'm hoping the Warriors and I'm hoping the Rockets win the entire NBA. So, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm definitely on board with that. And then mine is, would you guys rather have a no Russell Westbrook, but somebody like that's sustainable at point guard, let's say a Bledsoe or somebody like that, but Pop is your coach? Or would you rather have Russ on your team, but Vladi Divac is your coach, Taylor? <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go with Pop. You can't go wrong with Pop as your coach, and that means no Russ. But, I mean, he doesn't have Russ right now, and he has a pretty pretty good team. So uh, I'm going to go coach Pop. That's a good one, though. It's pretty funny. That is a really good question. Um, just for argument's sake, I'm going to go opposite of Taylor here. I will take Russ and Vlade Divac. Um, I think I would give it like a, a year before Russ like put him in a chokehold, and yeah. R- Russ would run that team anyways, and uh, wouldn't even listen to Vlade. So I'll take Russ just for argument's sake. Kamiar, what are you going with on this one? You're suggesting that Russ doesn't already run the team anyways. That's a good point. Um, but uh, I would. I mean, 
I'm, I'm, I'll take Russ and Vladi just because I love Russ so much. He's been my favorite player on the team for since since they were winning Durant. So definitely Russ all day, ride or die. But enough about some OKC stuff. What's going on around the association? All around the world. All right, so around the association, we have a couple big things going on right now. Obviously, there were been two game sevens. One was last night. One is tonight. We're going to touch on both of those. We're going to do a little preview of the finals and what we're expecting there. And then just a couple rumors that have popped up over the last week or two. So the first thing I have here is LeBron James, arguably the greatest player of all time. Obviously, the greatest of our generation. He's been playing phenomenal. He's going to the finals for his eighth straight time after beating Boston in Game 7. And I have a couple crazy stats here on LeBron that I want to point out. Um, Let's see, he's won six straight Game 7s, won a road game in 32 of the last 33 series. He'll play in his ninth finals, as we mentioned. Um, There's, As Wynn Horace points out, this is possibly his greatest Eastern Conference win of his career, which is pretty crazy. Another thing that's we've talked about how he conditions his body unlike maybe any athlete ever. Um, so he with the minutes played last night, he played 48 minutes, played the entire game. He he'll keep now has played 10,000 more minutes than any other NBA player since the day he was drafted. So if everybody's speedometer on the day that LeBron was drafted was set at zero, LeBron's played, played 10,000 more minutes than the next person who's Johnson at 44,159 minutes played. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah and that's then, insane. That's an insane stat. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. And then just to put his, uh, his finals into perspective, the last LeBron James missed the finals, 78% of current NBA players hadn't played an NBA game yet. So he's outlasted an entire generation, essentially, which is just incredible. Uh, Brian Windhorst also wrote a really cool article that has a lot of cool stats. As he mentioned today, like he even gives his minute total. He's played 3,757 minutes this season. There's uh, some really cool stats in there, and, and he makes an argument for why this this playoffs may be one of LeBron's greatest and why it should be looked at, you know, not quite as if he won a ring but should at least be looked at them more than just an Easter Conference Finals win. So definitely go check that out. That's crazy. But man, I was speaking of, before oh, you move on real quick, just to add something to that, his eighth straight finals. Uh, my dad and I were talking about this last night. Kids that are in third grade right now have never known an Eastern Conference team that doesn't have LeBron James in the finals. Well, did you guys see uh, Shea Serrano's tweet last night? It was pretty funny. He, he, but he basically said that same thing and just, you know, with Shea humor and was saying that there is a generation of elementary school kids right now who know that the sun rises, that the sun sets, and that LeBron James makes the finals every single year. Yeah. Those are the certainties of their lives. Yeah. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, that's insane. It is. Like, it the really last is. time LeBron missed the finals was my first year in college. You know, so here's a here's that, a fun what if for you guys, and looking at this because we talked about this what if on the last pod for for Thunder related, but non Thunder related from a LeBron perspective, if Kevin Durant doesn't join the Warriors, you know, let's just say he goes, you know, somewhere different. Uh, let's say he goes back home to Washington D.C. or something. Does LeBron have more rings? Is he about to win his maybe his fourth or fifth ring? This 
weeks or this coming finals. Oh yeah, I think if KD doesn't go to the Warriors, I think there's a good chance LeBron wins the finals last year, and there's a, a decent chance he wins it this year. Yep. You know, like. I mean, I'm in the camp, and I think we talked about this last pod, so I won't go into too much detail, that if Clay Thompson doesn't go crazy, which, by the way, was two years ago today on this date, um, but if Clay doesn't go crazy in that game six, I think think the, uh, the Thunder beat LeBron, but I'm not sure that they would have. I mean, that's still a huge what if, so LeBron could have another ring. Uh, but just going into his free agency this summer coming up, what do you guys think about LeBron's decision? and how it affects Paul George and also far into the playoffs rather than, for example, almost losing to the Pacers. How do you think that affects Paul George and his decision? Or does it? Call me or I'll let you go first on this one. I mean, I think a lot of people in the media, they suggest that Braun, before he made the finals, Braun was going to leave Cleveland, but now that he's in the finals, who knows? Now, people want to think that LeBron is going to go to Los Angeles. The, you're delusional. Why, why would LeBron stay in the East and go to the finals every year while he's in the East and then just suddenly say, oh, yeah, guess what? I'm ditching the East and I'm going West where it's exponentially harder to get to the finals. But this time I'm bringing somebody like Paul George with me. That way we can go play ball with a bunch of early 20-year-olds to go get, go up against the Warriors while LeBron is aging out. To go, go up against the Warriors and the Rockets and other teams that are young and coming up. So it doesn't make any sense. So if I feel like if LeBron's going anywhere, he'd probably end up in Philadelphia if he wants to play off ball more with Ben Simmons, who is just a younger version of him who doesn't have a shot. So... I think it just depends on what happens in the finals. If they get swept, I think LeBron James might leave. If he wins a game or two, or this outright win, which won't happen if they play the Warriors, then we'll see what happens. I think I'm I'm with you for the most part on that. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it depends on what happens in the finals, like you said, and a lot of it depends on what happens at draft time. You know, are they going yeah. to keep that eighth uh, that eighth pick in the draft, or are they going to to trade out and get a, a veteran player who can come in and and really make an impact on that team? And you know, but I, I think the the farther LeBron goes in the playoffs and the finals, um, the better it is for Paul George to stay in OKC. Um, they don't have time to really like talk about if they want to play together or not. And like you said, call me. I just I, I don't see LeBron, who's at the tail end of his career, going to play with a bunch of kids who are like rookies and sophomores in the NBA. I think if you want to go in and play with another team, you go to a team that has a balance of youth and guys in their prime. That way you can have a chance to win now, but then also have a chance if he's still playing two, three, four years from now for those young guys to develop. You know, I don't think LeBron wants to go to the Lakers and then, you know, have a shot in three or four years. I think if he's going somewhere, he wants to go somewhere that gives him a better chance to win a title right now. You bring it, you guys both bring up the good point that I, I don't think a ton of people are, are focusing on. And that, yes, it depends probably how the Cavs play in the finals and obviously this entire postseason as a whole. 
but I think it also depends on what they're doing this offseason. So if he can make the right move, if he can draft the right player, or if he packages, say, Kevin Love and that eighth pick for some player like a, you know, who knows, a uh, maybe like a uh, Kimball Walker who's mentioned that he wants out. Something like that could be a move where LeBron may stay. Uh, but then also, I think you guys bring up the good point too about why would you want to go west? Particularly in your, the telling of your career like that. Why would you want to go to the west where you were able to do this all by yourself and they, to get to the, the finals through the east this season? Why would, yeah, I, it just, it makes more sense to stay east. I, I think the only way that him and Paul go to LA or I shouldn't say Paul George but at least LeBron goes to LA is if they can put together a big three of some sort being like Boogie Cousins or Kawhi Leonard with him and like Paul George and I, I know like Kawhi LeBron PG on the same team that makes sense position wise but just something along those lines is, is the only way I see him going west so I'm with you guys there so but moving on uh, we got another game seven tonight it's a big one Rockets versus Warriors We have uh, Andre Iguodala is out officially for Game 7 tonight, which is pretty big. Uh, I mean, we've seen Golden State really hasn't played all that well with him out so far. And I think that's that's pretty big. Do you guys have any thoughts on him not being able to play for this Game 7? It didn't matter in Game 6. That's true. (laughs) They still got done. And also, uh, no word on Chris Paul yet, but it's not sounding good. Early reports are not, not sounding good. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get to play. I think there's a lot of people that are assuming he won't be able to. Yeah, I, I'm um, assuming Chris Paul won't play tonight. And the Warriors have tried to attack whatever that fifth player is on the court with Andre out. Or they just attack Steph Curry, uh, who has just been awful defensively. And, uh, you know, so I, I think no Iggy uh, bodes well for the Rockets. But if Chris Paul doesn't play... Or if Chris Paul does play, but he's only like 60 or 70% of himself, uh, it won't matter. Well, and then two things I want to point out about this series. One is something that obviously a lot of them have been pointing out recently. Our guy Justin being one of them. KD's not playing well right now. Um, per Matt Moore of the or he's not with the Athletic uh, Action Network is who he's with now. The Warriors offensive rating with KD on the floor is 120, 125. While their offensive rating off the floor doesn't really change, 124.3. That just shows that KD, while he's obviously a huge defensive threat, I'm not trying to say he's not contributing to the series, but he hasn't been playing well offensively at all. I thought that was really interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on KD kind of having a bore series? It's just entertaining. Yeah. The the iso ball and the uh, not trusting his teammates, but it's Russ's fault. Yeah. It's all Westbrook's fault. Yeah, it's 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 all that same stuff, and it's the same thing with Draymond's green mom that came out after like the first or second game, with Kevin Durant playing a bunch of ISO, and then it was being blamed on, on Russ. Of course, now it's he's doing the same thing with the Warriors. But if they win the series, nobody's going to talk about it. So who cares? That's a good point. Yeah. So speaking of playing poor, there's this guy named James Harden for the Rockets. We mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Uh, and he's been playing a little better recently, but at point four days ago, I saw this tweet. It said that Harden had missed 18 straight three-point attempts for a total of 8 of 42 on threes over his pre- previous four games, which is pretty crazy. He's got it going a little better over the, the past couple, or the, the past, like game six, 
played quite a bit better, but he still just hasn't quite seemed like the clutch James Harden that we're used to. You guys have any thoughts on that? He uh, he notoriously struggles in big games in the playoffs. I mean, with the Thunder in the finals, we can look back to last year um, against the Spurs whenever he just basically quit in that final game, and uh, Jonathan Simmons locked him up. Um, you know, he just notoriously hasn't played good. In game five, it looked like he didn't even want to be on the court. Like, he yeah. just, he, he, I think James Harden really lacks some of that, like, killer mentality. I think if you put Russell Westbrook's attitude in James Harden, James Harden's, like, a way better player. But, yeah, he, uh, he doesn't really have that killer instinct. And so it'll be interesting tonight in game seven, you know, this might be a, um, a career defining game for him you know if he can come out with no chris paul and go for like 35 or 40 and put his team on his back offensively and knock off the dubs in houston in a game seven against kevin durant steph curry and clay thompson and draymond green um you know that like legit legitifies his um his mvp this legitifies. year legitifies legitifies yep. his mvp <laughs> Legitimizes. Legitimizes. <laughs> it legitifies his MVP. And, um, you know, it, it probably goes down as one of the – probably the best game of his career. And, you know, yep. it's going to be one of those games that, like, goes down in the history books. But Legacy-defining for him. Yeah, Absolutely. Honestly, it's a I don't big have, game for him tonight. I don't have a lot of faith that he'll do that, though. You know? I, I think if you – if we're taking bets on, will James go for, like, 40 points, 10 assists tonight and put his team on his back? Or will he shoot like four of ten and be passive and not have much of an impact at all? I'm going with the latter here. It, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me not to just based off of like experience and what I've seen in the past. Yeah. Whether or not CP3 plays, he will have a higher plus minus than James Harden will tonight. Ooh. Oh, wow. Wow. He's going Eric. negative. Eric Gordon is going to outplay James Harden on the same team. Dude, Eric Gordon's been good. Like, legit. He's been very good. He's, he's been amazing. good from outside. He, he can't finish a damn layup. I think he's been playing yeah, really good sure. defense, though, too. He's yeah. He's been playing good on Steph. He's even getting switched on Draymond. Like, Draymond can't, like, back him down in the post. He's he's had a pretty good series, I think. Yeah, he also has the round, the roundest head in the NBA. That is very true. It's like his perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, it's yeah. like an it's it's cylinder or whatever, whatever the you it looks call like a it. Damn bowling and ball. Sphere. It's like yeah, sphere. like bowling ball sphere. So with all that being said, touching on all that, who do you guys got tonight? This game seven. Tommy Arms, are we? I want it to be the Rockets, but it will be the Warriors retweet i've got the exact same thing yep. I'd, li- I'd like it to be rockets but warriors are gonna win it i'm in the same boat particularly without or i guess without iguodala i was kind of expecting him to play honestly but i think even without iggy uh cp3 can't go i think we'll see i'm gonna go ahead and say i think we'll see a competitive like maybe three possibly even four or three and a half quarters but i think towards about midway in the fourth uh, we'll see the Warriors just start to pull away with it they'll end up winning by anywhere from 12 to 15 I wouldn't be surprised if they get up big I think Rockets will have a little punch in them make a little bit of a comeback but then I think uh, yeah I'm with you guys I think Warriors are going to pull it off so our finals predictions 
if that's the case, that means all of us are going to have, uh, or that means that we're going to have the Warriors versus the Cavaliers in the finals. Round four. What are you guys thinking for that? Round, yeah. What do you guys got? How, how many games are we going? Who comes out on top? The Warriors. Cough, cough. I'll go first on this one. Um, the Cavs will get one. It'll be it'll be a five game series. The Cavs will get one, which I think that was the case last year, right? Yep. It was yes. five, fives last year. Call me. How many games do you think it goes? I think the Warriors win that series, and it goes four games. Wow. Going to sweep. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll say this: I think the Warriors should sweep that series and win by four. Yeah, but they for should. one. I don't want to doubt King James because I've doubted him this whole entire playoffs. And he's been incredible. And then two, it seems like the Warriors are always in for a bad game, a series, right? They had one against Houston that they should have won at home, and they played bad. I think they're due for another one. The King will get one home in Cleveland, but then I, the Warriors will go on there to end the series. I'm with you guys. Warriors in five. So, do you guys have any? So, it, there's some interesting things happening. Obviously, there's some things we don't even know that will happen before the tip off of next year's regular season. But one of those that we know of, for example, right now is the Celtics. They will have Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward healthy, unless something crazy happens, trade or something of that nature. So, with knowing things of like that, knowing a healthy Sixer squad, or even if you just want to go ahead and speculate, like LeBron going to the Sixers, do you guys have a different or a unique favorite for the finals next season? It'll be the Sixers coming out of the East with LeBron James starting at power forward or, 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 or replacing yeah. just replacing Robert Covington, essentially I like that. Playing, playing off ball a little more. And in the West... It will probably be the Warriors again because Chris Paul always gets hurt at the most inopportune times. I That is a weird thing that seems yeah. to keep happening. Really weird. I, I'm pretty much with Kami on this. I'm going to say Boston versus the Dubs next year in the finals. Um, unless, God, it's so hard for me to say that because I just I can't doubt LeBron. But I'm going to say Boston. I'm going to go Boston. Uh, but I really want to go Philly as well. But I'm saying Boston uh, Boston Dubs. Taylor, what do you think? I'm actually, I was going to say Boston Dubs as well. I think with these young young players who saw this playoff, Stevens, I was so impressed. And then you add in Kyrie and Gordon into the mix. And just so assuming that they buy into the system like these young guys have, and they don't just you know turn into iso ball and just kind of run the chemistry if they built this season. I think the Celtics come out of the East. On the West, unless something dramatic happens, I'm with you guys. I think you have to go with the Warriors, assuming that Klay Thompson stays and takes less money, like he's saying, or whatever, which is just kind of weird after what he's been doing in Game 6s. But, um, yeah, assuming that nothing dramatic happens in the Western Conference, I'm going to go with the with Warriors, Celtics, and in, uh, in the finals for next season. It'd be really cool if they could, uh, they could switch that up and beat the Warriors. Yeah. And then the last thing I have for around the association, there's just a little tidbit that drops this week that uh, ESPN heard from Danny Green that Danny was told by Kawhi that Kawhi Leonard wants to remain a spur. So that's kind of the first optimistic note that we've heard out of San Antonio regarding Kawhi for quite a while now. Yep. I mean, I, I hope Kawhi does remain a spur. I know the Spurs have kind of dominated the too. NBA for 20 years, but I hope he remains a Spur. I like Kawhi Leonard. I like the Spurs organization and what they do. So I hope he stays. 
I'm with you guys. Call me Arnie Thought. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge told everybody in Portland he wanted to remain a trailblazer. Kevin Durant told everybody in Oklahoma City he wanted to remain a Thunder player. So I don't believe any of the bullshit they say. One hundred percent. Kind of like Paul George. Paul George wants to stay in OKC per Dean, but he also wants to go to L.A. per whoever. You know? oh, That's a good point. Ked Dean. <laughs> there was a, speaking of that, there was also a, a like one of those you know Laker fanboy accounts that are all over the place. But speaking of that, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> On the topic of dickheads, uh, um, there was a one of those accounts that t- screenshotted like Paul George's Instagram or Snapchat story, and he had like the Las Vegas filter on there, and then did the same thing with uh, Kuzma, and he also had like the Las Vegas filter, and they like had the eyeballs like look who's both Las Vegas at the same time, just like so stupid. The only two human uh, beings in Las Vegas. Yeah. The, the only two professional rich basketball players in in las vegas yeah exactly that's ridiculous exactly all right well let's wrap this bad boy up thank you guys for listening to the uncontested we appreciate all the interaction from you guys on twitter all the would you rathers the twitter questions please make sure to keep sending those in if you enjoy our podcast please go leave us a five star rating on itunes only takes a couple seconds but it's a really big deal to us um we actually are giving a t-shirt away we had you guys screenshot your five star ratings and your review and tweet it to us and then we're going to give away a t-shirt so our t-shirt winner is at agent cross so we'll be in the dm soon we'll get your uh your t-shirt size we'll get the shirt ordered for you and get it sent out to you so congratulations to at agent cross um but for the rest of you guys please keep leaving five star ratings on the itunes account you can also write a review if you'd like Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at The Uncontested. You can follow Kamiar at BoomtownRW. Taylor's at Taylor underscore P15. And I am at ThunderMob405. I don't care what Kamiar writes in the Google Doc. (laughs) I am at ThunderMob405. You can check out our website at TheUncontestedSports.com. You can read our latest articles and download the podcast there. Hope you guys have a great Memorial Day. Enjoy any cookouts, drink a bunch of beer, and thunder up. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.